If you're a parent, teacher, or school leader, and you're sick and tired of the frustration, anger, and unfair treatment of children at high risk in our public schools, then perhaps it's time for all of us to do something about it. In this podcast, Dr. Amitra Berry brings you tips, tools, strategies, and tactics to build successful solutions while touching, moving, and inspiring all of us to transform our schools so that every child thrives. Here's your host, Dr. Berry. Hey there, my equity warriors. I'm glad that we are here together again today. You know, when I saw Jordan Peele's movie, Get Out, I have to admit that the greater meaning of The Sunken Place didn't really stick with me. Now, maybe because I am not the greatest fan of horror movies, at least not since sometime around, oh, my freshman year in college, it was about all I could do to get through the movie without being afraid that I was going to have nightmares for weeks. But in that movie, one of the white characters is a hypnotist, and she puts Black people into these trances that leave their minds in what she calls the sunken place. And while they're there, white people's minds are transplanted into their Black bodies. Now, in the Black community, that place, the sunken place, has become a metaphor for the helplessness, the subjugation that Black folks experience on a daily basis in an America that is built on systemic oppression. The sunken place represents the control that white people assert over Black people by psychological, economic, and cultural oppression. Now, sometimes that assertion is knowingly. They do this knowing what they're doing, and we call that racism. Other times, it may be unknowingly, and typically that's what we reflect on or or name or call out as privilege. But when someone says that a Black person is in the sunken place, it implies that they are complicit with racist people and and racist institutions. The sunken place really is like the most pithy description of internalized racism, of self-imposed, internalized self-hate. So, why this topic today? I'm often asked to explain Why is it that people of color can't be racist? Well, if you go back, reflect back on my podcast, The Four Tiers of Racism, you'll remember that there I said that people of color can't be racist because the system, systemic racism, was designed to prevent people of color from having the power to impact outcomes of people who are racially different from them. People of color can't be racist because they don't have power. And it it makes me sad when time after time in the workshops that I do and activities that, that happen in those workshops, I see people of color who staunchly deny their own heritage, who deny their melanated ancestry. And to watch the, the struggle that they have with coming to terms with confronting what they choose to believe about their world, not the world, 
but their world that they have constructed um, because they choose to identify racially in a way that rejects all or part of their ancestry. That they refuse to recognize how other people, how the world sees them as they are not only, they don't only accept being in the sunken place, but they defend it. They have become complicit in their own oppression, and that makes me sad and angry. When people of color are in the sunken place, they are the antithesis of being woke, and and they can't see it. They refuse to see it. They're in this perpetual state of slumber, a, a type of blindness or entranced when it comes to recognizing systemic and idiosyncratic injustice in seeing oppression in regards to race. So what do you do? How do you handle it? What do you do? What do you do when you see it? Well, I can only share what I've done. One, you can't pull someone out of the sunken place. They have to take that journey on their own. And so I let them. Two, listen. I listen. I let them talk. You see, as they express themselves, sometimes that that narrative and, and what they're doing, that internal work, that's part of their journey in coming to recognize that they are in the sunken place. But listening also provides you with information that you can use later to help them on that journey. And just remember as you're listening, as I jokingly say, God gave you two ears, one mouth. Listen twice as much as you speak. Remember, it's not your journey. It's theirs. And as well-intended as you might be, you have to let them take their journey on their own. So three, if possible, help them to connect with their culture, with their heritage, to stories of their people that help to show that what they are ascribing to, to this place that they occupy, is hideous. And their alliances with racist people and racist thoughts has tremendous potential to do them harm, to cause their loved ones harm, and may have already caused harm to someone they know. And then last, if possible, be a friend. It's possible that they've never really had a friend of color a friend who was an ally to people of color. And so if you can, be that friend. I'm certain I've said this before, victim or victor, you choose. To be the victim of racism through yourself remaining in the sunken place or allowing someone you care for to remain there. That's the victim stance. But you could also be the victor a victor over internalized self-hate of systemic racism and racist thinking. You choose victim or victor. And then join me every week. Send me your questions, topics, and requests to askdrberry.com, and I'll answer those questions, and I will bring you experts to help address 
those topics. As always, don't worry about the things you cannot change. Change the things you can no longer accept. That's it for today's episode of the 3E Podcast. Head over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in a grand prize drawing to win a $25,000 value private VIP day with Dr. Barry herself. Be sure to head over to 3epodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Dr. Barry's gift. Then join us on the next episode.